Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Always appreciate the time Mr. Ralph Marlboro gives us, especially now on Super Bowl week. Ralph, how are you today, buddy? I'm good, Gus, I, but I gotta say, the Saints breaking all the news yesterday. They <laughs> moved on from quarterback's coach and the offensive line assistant coach lead. They broke all that news like 20 seconds after we finished recording the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Of course they did. The big show for the yeah. week. Could they have just done it either before the show or during the show? Is that too much to ask? Well, no. Um, but since you're starting there, we'll start there because that's what I started the show with in terms of how do I look at this, right? Because 2023 going into that season, Ryan Nielsen, Chris Richard, Dan Roshar, uh, Roshar Zach Streif, Delkin Doyle, Corey Robinson, Sterling Moore, gone. To start this season, Pete Carmichael, Doug Marone, Ronald Curry, Cody Burns, Kevin Careberry, Joel Thomas, Bob Bicknell, gone. Now, again, that's either them taking other jobs or the team moving on from them. Regardless, Ralph, in two seasons' time, since we were sold continuity, there is an entire new offensive and defensive coaching staff for this team. So shouldn't you have done that two years ago? I mean, I think so. I it's it's interesting to me in that I think they were on offense. It seemed like to me they were fearful of, oh my god, oh my god, we if we if we get rid of Pete, can we do better than Pete? Because half the league is firing is hiring new offensive coordinators. What if we can't do better than Pete? I think this year they're just like, it doesn't matter if we do better than Pete. We want to, and if we don't, we'll get fired. But we have to try because if we don't do better on offense, we're all getting fired anyway. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta count to three and jump off the cliff, right? So that's where I think they are. Uh, but you're right. Like this offensive staff, like it's all new and he, like DA, he's bet it all on Kubiak. Like it better work. And you know, like you know this, like he got Kubiak that I bet you they cut him a check. I bet you he's a top five paid coordinator in the league. I yeah. bet you they gave him assurances that he's going to have, you know, coaches get a certain budget to hire their staff. I bet you he's going to get a certain budget to hire to who bring he his wants, yep. bring his guys in. I mean, this is the thing that I'm saying, Gus, like, D.A., buddy, you're out of excuses. Like, get me to the playoffs or get out of here. Like, you got your quarterback, you got your defensive staff, you got your offensive staff. I don't want to hear it. Injuries. Whatever, buddy. Mm-hmm. Playoffs or out of here, and and it's it's really on it's really on Kubiak 
to get this done. And Gus, depending on how their schedule sort of stacks up early, they might not have a lot of runway. Like they may need to get this. Go- they may- this may need to be popping from like week one because you know that schedule. What if you come out and you're like, oh, we're playing Kansas City and Tampa Bay, <laughs> and, the first, and then first... we got a Thursday <laughs> game against Denver. Yeah, Denver. Like, you know, yeah. That, that, how about that, we? That, that, that could be front loaded where you better get this thing cooking early. You know the NFL is starting you against Denver, right? Do they? Well, that, that's first a primetime game. There's no way that's not a primetime game. But you bring up a good point that Eric, a, a caller last hour, brought up. Is or Should we prepare ourselves now for the, well, it's the first year for Derek Carr and this offense. It's the first year for this offense. For this. So maybe we didn't make the playoffs. You saw us play better. We're going to come back with Dennis Allen and this team because, you I know, think, the, should we prepare ourselves for that? That's what Eric was, was asking us. I, I think the only scenario uh-huh. where that becomes acceptable is nine and eight. Like if you go, if you go nine and eight, right? And you finish, like, say they start like three and six, and we're like, okay, it's done, it's cooked, it's over with. And then they finish like six and two, and they get to nine and eight, and they don't make the playoffs again. Then I think there's a scenario where DA would get a fourth year. But Gus, if they go six and 11, like, I don't care that the offense was good the last month, or they go seven and 10 or eight and nine. Like, talk, man. You got to win. <laughs> okay. And listen, I look at these teams, too. They've brought in offensive coordinators and got it right from the jump. My, I know Miami hasn't won any playoff game, but Mike McDaniel, he had that offense hopping from the jump. So, like, I don't want like, I, I'm just out of excuses. And the thing is, like, the fan base, like, you that then you're going on year four with no playoffs. That's a long time in the NFL when you got 14 teams making the postseason. Okay. I was just, I was, you know, Eric brought it up, yeah. and you kind of hinted at it too, of of if you you don't have a, a long runway, um, in, in terms yeah. to figure this out, and you know, and that, that's the thing that so that's why it makes sense when you hear Benton's name, Johnny Benton, when you hear mm-hmm. some of these other coaches, maybe Brian Greasy comes in mm-hmm. as the quarterbacks coach, because it makes sense because if this is going to be a new offense and philosophy, you want coaches that have either coached that Shanahan mm-hmm. style. To understand, because you brought this up, Ralph, and even Jeff Ireland did a little bit in Mobile. Your your linemen are going to block different. Like if you watch the 49ers, I keep telling people this right. is a very run based team. They go to run the ball. They run in between tackles. They bring end arounds. Their linemen are very active in how they mm-hmm. block, and it's it, that blocks differently than a very pass happy kind of Peyton Carmichael style offense, right? Like the receiver right. is going to be asked to do different things. He's going to be asked to block more. Maybe Alave and all those guys. You know, ball going to get out of your hand quicker. So receiver screens and things of that nature. So you you do need to have receivers, line coaches, running backs coaches that are familiar with this style. You do. And listen, like this, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, Gus. We haven't seen a different offense from the Saints since like 2005. And basically – since twenty, since the year two thousand, they had Mike McCarthy for four years. They had the Katrina year, which we could pretend that never happened. And then they've had Sean Payton. 
So they've only had like two offensive systems the last 20 years. Like this is a completely different thing. And to your point about got to have get different linemen, got to have all. This offense, I know people are going to focus on, hey, it's Ron, it's play action. But it's a lot, it's going to look a lot different. Like, you know, Sean Payton, they ran formations, but they kind of spread stuff out, right? The, the, the Kyle Shanahan offense, everything's like super tight and condensed. They almost go the different way yeah. where like there, there's a, there's an offensive theory that like, Hey, we'll spread you out and get our mismatches that way. And that's how Drew Brees and Sean Payton would operate. They're like, Hey, we're going to spread you out. We're going to find this mismatch and we're going to pick on you. Yeah. The, 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 the Shanahan offense is like, we're going to run everything super tight formation wise. Like nobody's going to spread out. And that's going to force the defense to show us what they're doing. And we're always going to have an answer. So it's just going to be a really, it's going to be really, really fun and exciting as a Saints fan to see something different. Because listen, like the Deshaun Payton offense, like, great. You got us the Super Bowl. It was an, it was amazing. It was fun, but like, we got to go. We got to do every, it's just human nature, right? We want something new. I agree. And I think it'll be interesting to look at that. Uh, and, and that's how it's going to be. Look, um, Got about five more minutes here, buddy. I'm going to go like two minutes extra long because I want to get his Super Bowl take. But I do want to bring up Matt Miller. He brought up the mock draft. And look, we're going to have a ton of these. So it's not like I'm going to put a lot of stock in it. Um, but Brock Bowers at 14, tight end. You look at that mm-hmm. offense and especially, and look, the cop is Kittles, Laporta. Uh, they're both key in those offenses, right? So I'm, I'm fine with that. And there is a difference between a playmaker possible top five at that position player and Jawan mm-hmm. Johnson and everybody else. I mean, there is, right? I mean, there's a difference between a journeyman receiver and Chris Olave. So uh, if he's there, great. Mel Kuyper just popped up. He has him five to the Chargers. My goodness, that would be dangerous. But so, we're, look, do they go skill position in that first round? Are you like me? It better either say tackle, guard, lineman. On a defensive it, well, side. I think the hard part for the Saints is there's like three really good tackles in the draft. And they pick at 14, and I think they're all going to be gone. So I think the hard part for the Saints is – but you can get the – it may be a case where like the kid from Florida State versus Falls and they get a great defensive lineman. The hard thing with me, and, and I just – I know people are going to disagree because they're going to see the the highlights of Bowers and he's awesome and all that. But my thing is, Gus, if you're picking a guard or a tight end in the top 15 picks, they better be all pro good. Like, like Bowers, if he's pretty good, that's not enough. Like you got to, because a guard and a tight end, you can get them later. And like Kyle Pitts, Atlanta picked him like eight, like, He's just kind of, you know, so the Saints to me, Bowers, I wouldn't hate it. I get on board and I see what you're saying. Like the, the, the Shannon offense, it can work, but man, picking a tight end at 14, that, that is, that is risky business. Um, my biggest fear with the Saints, Gus, is that they panic at 14 and they're like, we got to get a tackle. We got to get it to offensive tackle and they trade up to get their tackle. Gus, if the Saints trade up, I'm going to set things on fire. Like, stop. <laughs> stop doing it. It was fine when you had the best roster in the NFL. It I was. agree. But now, Gus, 
they need a draft of yeah. like seven to ten dudes. And I'm not even saying trade down, Mickey Loomis. Just don't trade up. You can't do it anymore. You're, it's not the time and place for that. And it, it just it drives me nuts. I'm with you. Don't trade down. Just pick the best player available at 14. Your Super Bowl prediction, sir. 49ers and Chiefs and why? Oh, it's so hard, Gus. Is, is that degenerate gamble? Is it? It is. It's, it's, it's hard because here's the thing. On the one hand, San Francisco was great during the year, but their defense has been cheeks in the playoffs. Like they got hammered both games. On the other side, I don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I, I don't. And I know Kansas City's bad against the run style that the 49ers employ. And I get that. And you can throw the advanced data at me and all that. But here's the thing, Gus. I just refuse to bet against Patrick Mahomes and sit there in the third quarter and be like, Ralph, you bleepity bleep, 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 bleep. Why did you bet against Patrick Mahomes? You knew better. And Gus, I spent my childhood watching Joe Montana in Super Bowls Mm -hmm. and watching the Dallas Cowboys, Troy I'm just not, I'm not betting against Kansas City. They lost to Tampa Bay because they didn't have an offensive line. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I'm not, but the thing is, I'm not, I'm not as confident as you, as maybe I sound. I'm not going to bet a ridiculous amount of money on this game. Um, just because I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a tremendously fun Super Bowl, like actually competitive and fun. Um, but I'm just, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I'm not. He, I don't care that he has a dad bod. I don't care whatever. Like that dude's the best damn quarterback I've ever seen. Ever. Mm-hmm. Like period. Like he ain't won as much as Brady and he ain't won as much as Montana yet. But as far as just like playing the position of quarterback, I ain't never seen anything like him. Yeah. I'm with you. And, and that's why I think at the end of the day, man, I heard this stat from Colin Coward when he opened up his show back on Monday. And I'm trying to find a clip because I want to play it because it was a lot more detailed than what I'm about to give you. Um, it's essentially there's, there's a, there's an analytic and you can look it up, man. Use it for your podcast. It's incredible. It's the stat that says that rates drop back plays and the potential of it being a negative play. And Brock Purdy was 23% in that game against the Lions. Pat Mahomes zero. Zero percent. And he hasn't had a turnover in two seasons in the postseason. The point being, he does the little things well. He makes good, smart decisions. And when he delivers the football, the percentage of it being a negative play was zero against the Ravens on the road. That's sick. So because of that, Ralph, I cannot not go with Pat Mahomes because at the end of the day, it's quarterback play, man. It is, and that's the thing that's so scary about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like Patrick Mahomes, they looked at the, he looked at the team, him and Andy Reid, and were like, "Oh, in December, like right around Christmas, right mm-hmm. with the Raiders when the Raiders beat them." They looked yeah. around, and they're like, "Oh, okay, we have an elite defense, and our receivers stink. We're just going to run the ball, play awesome defense, and Patrick, you just do a couple of your magical stuff, but the main thing is don't turn the ball over." And they went, "Cool, this is how we got to do it." And Gus, like, if you don't get Kansas City this year, like, what if they get a couple B B plus receivers? Mm-hmm. Like, my God, like, it's it's frightening because there's the thing, like, this isn't even the best version of their offense, and Patrick Mahomes is playing at an elite level. 
it's probably, I, I thank God every day that Saints are not in the AFC West or in the AFC in general. <laughs> right. Well, because I would just be, I would just drink myself to death. I'd be despondent. I'd be like, my kid's going to be, my kid's going to be getting married. Yeah. And the th- but before the Saints are going to be a chance to win anything. And my kid's eight years old, Gus. Yeah. Yikes. Well, I tell you what, it's going to be very <laughs> interesting to see what happens, man. Enjoy the game. As always, appreciate the time, buddy. All right, talk to you next week, Gus. Yep, for sure. Ralph Marbro, Saints Happy Hour podcast. As always, give him a follow. Give him, uh, you know, give him some love. Not that he needs it because he sells out all his shows already. So you know what? Don't give him. No, I'm kidding. At Saint Forecast, the way to give me a follow over there on X.